Welcome to Keystone Education Radio, the podcast for all things focused on education in Pennsylvania. Now here's your host, Annette Stevenson. The National Parent Teacher Association, or National PTA, with a more than 120-year-old history, is the largest child advocacy organization in the nation. It was founded as the National Congress of Parents and Teachers. A second organization, the National Congress of Colored Parents and Teachers, was founded at a later time. And although the two organizations worked side by side prior to this point, the unification of the two Congresses in 1970 is an important part of the National PTA's history and the association's continued efforts to serve and make a difference for every child. Their collective voice and impact and the work of the organization go way beyond monthly meetings and school bake sales. The organization has evolved with changing times and remains relevant as a powerful voice and respected advocate for all children, keeping sight of their deeply rooted mission of working to improve the lives and education of students and advocating for their health and safety. Today's PTA is a network of millions of families, students, teachers, administrators, and business and community leaders devoted to the educational success of children and the promotion of family engagement in schools. Today, I'm talking with president of the Pennsylvania PTA, Marie Merkel. Marie, thanks for joining me. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. What role... Uh, do you see the PTA playing in the modern day education of students? Well, PTA is not an educational entity. So we have a mission statement, which we follow. And that mission statement is to make every child's potential a reality by engaging and empowering families and communities to advocate for all children. And so that being said, Pennsylvania PTA will always play an important role in what is best in the health safety and education of all children. Great, that helps clarify. So how has the group, it's been around for a a very long time, a history of more than 120 years, how has the group remained relevant and how has it adapted over history? PTA began many years ago with a few women that wanted to make a difference in the lives of children. And throughout the years, PTA has been key in many important developments that improve the health, safety, and education and welfare of our children, such as the school breakfast program and lunch programs, safe schools, parent involvement in education, air quality in schools, public school library programs, and that's just to name a few. We have many position statements and resolutions on different things in um, education. So it's probably way broader than people may realize. Has there been any significant changes in the organization during your time as a member? I've just become more aware of how the advocacy part of PTA is evolving and like getting involved with legislators and things like that, speaking up for children. Great. How does the organization connect to the community of parents and guardians? And and how do you go about growing your membership? Um... Every year, PTAs have their membership drives in the beginning of the year, and and encouraging parents to become part of the PTA so that they can get involved in their children's education and activity in school. So they have a membership drive. They tell them all kinds of activities that there's going to be, and they encourage every parent to become a member so they can help not only the financial part, but also help physically throughout the year with the children. 
Now, what role do you see the PTA taking in the diversity, equity, and inclusion dialogue that is taking place in schools across the country right now? Pennsylvania PTA takes its takes its lead from national PTA, and there's constant position statements. They have a very strong diversity, equity, and inclusion program and statement on that in our family engagement programs and other programs throughout the schools. So, you know, they talk about the critical race theory and anything else that may be involved in the schools and how we should handle it. Okay. And how does Pennsylvania PTA strive to make the organization a place for everyone and make everyone feel welcome? I can speak from experience on that. It's from the time you become a PTA member, it's important to make sure everybody feels welcome. You know, I've had parents, well, I can't come to meetings because of this, that, some reason. But you always say there's something that everybody can do. Everybody has something they can bring to the table. Whether it be making phone calls, now it's sending texts. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, baking, like when you said the bake sales, things like that. You know, um, people can do things and they don't realize that they can do it. And then you just offer some of the little things and people like to do that. And you can be involved in that even if you're a working parent. So all my children's career, I was a full-time working parent. Okay, great. Um, now, you mentioned the advocacy work. So tell me, if you would, a little bit about some of the advocacy work that the PTA becomes involved in. Basically, um, the biggest thing is for equal and fair funding for all of our students. Okay. Whether it be in regular education, special education, all kinds of programs, um, broadband with the computers, especially now in the last couple of years with all the um, virtual learning, things like that. Also to keep our schools safe, keeping them healthy, you know, the air quality, the testing, now more with the vaccines, things like that. PTA is constantly learning more and more what can be done to help with the advocacy. Every year we have a national legislative conference and we, national PTA chooses a couple of key issues and we meet with the legislators and okay. discuss that. With them. And so then the PA, the Pennsylvania PTA takes its lead again from the national level. Is that correct? Right. Right. And we do get to meet with our legislators from across the state. Great. Okay. And we've had very, especially we do meet we, we've been very lucky to meet with our senators in Pennsylvania, which is great. And then there are some of our representatives. Awesome. Beyond the monthly meetings that everybody kind of thinks of uh, when they you know, think about PTA involvement, what are some of the programs that the organization offers for parents to be connected? And I know you said there's little and big things that parents and guardians can contribute. Is there any kind of formal programs or committees that are available? There is. One of the biggest um, programs is the Reflections Program. Okay. It's the National Arts and Education Program. And there are, there are six different categories in arts. Every year there is a theme chosen, and it's chosen by a child and voted on. And then can participate in one or more art categories, visual arts, photography, literature, music, dance, or film production. And there's guidelines, and they submit some type of art. 
and it's judged first against children in their own school, then in their own maybe county, then they, they, they progress, they go to the state level. And then at the state level, then they, the top winners go to the national level. We were very lucky in Pennsylvania. We had a couple of national winners last year. And it's not only for children in regular ed education, but um, we have a special artist category. Um, they are all honored at their different levels with different programs, like different celebrations. So they get recognized. And um, it's really, it, it's a great program for the kids. So it's, you know, something different and they use their imaginations and it's all their own. And it's not necessarily done in schools. Some schools do it, some don't. Okay. And so that's a program that probably requires quite a lot of volunteer support, I would imagine. It does to get the to get the um, artwork to collected, make sure the forms are filled out correctly. Then you have to have judging. So it is. And it, to watch the children's faces when they get their little participation ribbons or a trophy or whatever, they're just thrilled, I'm sure. Yeah. It really is a, it's a wonderful thing. Last year when we had our virtual ceremony at the end of the year, one of the winners was in India. Oh. And she got on at, was it some two o'clock in the morning there when he was in India so he could get his award virtually. That's it was awesome. So, yeah. So the dedication is there. Yeah. So it's a worldwide program then. It is. Wow. It is. That sounds really exciting. What a fantastic program. It is. And there's been other programs, but that's probably the longest running one and the biggest one. Mm -hmm. The PBA run. Well, I know there's so much more that your organization does, but I appreciate that you've given us kind of a sense of in 2021 and headed into 2022 how relevant and current uh, the PTA remains and what a great way for parents to become involved. And it just sounds like you've got a long history behind you and a long history, you know, long continuous history going forward as well. Thank you. Keystone Education Radio is a production of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. This episode is brought to you in part by our sponsor, the CM Region Insurance Company, Visit our website at keyedradio.org for more information on today's episode or past episodes. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, click follow so you'll be notified when a new episode is available. Share out the episodes that resonate so your friends, colleagues, and community can tune in to hear about the topics impacting public education. This is Annette Stevenson saying thank you for listening to Keystone Education Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Keystone Education Radio podcast are solely the views and opinions of our guests and do not reflect the views and opinions of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. Thank you.